Okay, let's go ahead and begin with a prayer. Good morning, everyone. So good to see everyone, the faces I can see. Uh, just as uh, we begin, I would just like to remind everybody to self-mute um, when you're not speaking so that uh, the recording is nice and clear without uh, background noise. And so I invite you now to take a deep breath of love and gratitude. Place your hand on your heart. And we're so grateful and so thankful for this time where we can all come together as the two or more who are gathered to create miracles. And so we're profoundly inspired and guided by our angels and guides and our higher Holy Spirit self as we commune in this community call. And so I'm knowing that divine inspiration infiltrates this call and everyone here now and those who listen later. And I'm knowing all that comes up to be healed is healed easily and gently. And so we just allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to your Masterful Living community call. It is your call. So if anyone has anything that they'd like to share, um, ahas, breakthroughs, um, anything about the classes or circles or in your life right now, um, opening up for sharing. Hello. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Anne, and I'm uh, in a situation where a son of mine wants to start his own business. And I have a certain amount of money that I could invest in that business. But I have two sons, and I'm afraid the older son will be very resentful if I put a lot of money into the younger son's business. So I'd like some comments and some suggestions and some help. Thank you.
Well, I, I might have um, some ideas what I'm thinking of with my son and what um, I think it was Jennifer said or maybe Angela told me. If I, I don't know if you're giving the money or loaning the money, but if it's a loan, Jennifer said you might as well consider it a gift because when we loan to family members, sometimes we don't see it back again. I don't know if that's helpful or not. Well, what he wants to do is to buy a lot, build a shed on it, put a business in the shed, which he would sell on the Internet. He has experience with business. Uh, his last business failed because of divorce between him and his wife. Otherwise, it was doing very well and would have made money the year that it failed. Uh, it's taken him a while to get over that. Um, but I'm mostly concerned about the fact that I'm getting older and that I don't want to sow any seeds of resentment between my two sons. Well, this is Tammy, and I've seen this before. Um, and one one um, thing that happened is that a friend of mine, whatever she gave one son, she gave the other. Um, and also, I know my sister-in-law, her mother's getting older, and so she actually decided to give the kids a certain amount, each one, there were four of them, each one a certain amount of inheritance. And so... Now they have it. She can enjoy them, you know, like creating from there. Um, I think that, you know, the fairness, I can see it because I'm going through, I'm a trustee for my dad's estate. And it's very interesting, the resentments that have come up with my siblings. And, and we want to go back to the past and say, yeah, but you didn't and you didn't. And as trustee, I realize that it doesn't matter. It does not matter. We're going to split it into thirds, no matter who did or said what in the past, or no matter who did or who said what right now. So I'm trying to keep it in perspective, but that might, you know, just as a, just off the cuff, but that might be something that you you are able to give as much to one as to the other. So it may not may be that you contribute to that business, but that you don't support it as much as you were thinking. And then the other son can, you know, do whatever he wants to. And I think we I think we we get really attached to when we give money or something to someone, we get really attached to what's going to happen to it. I know my grandmother um, had some precious furniture that was handed down from her family and she refused to give any to my brother because she was worried about how he would treat it, what would happen. And after that experience, I see that it, that you really, whatever you're giving it because of your love and you have to just let it go and trust that the very best thing will happen to it. So just, just an idea. 
hope that helps. Hi, this is Nikki. And I was just wondering, have you spoken to the son that's not asking for the money and let, does he, and let him know what's going on and let him know your concerns about it? I have not yet done that, but I understand that it's important to do that and that he understands what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah, because I would, you know, um, the worry of what's going to happen if you do, um, you know, you might speak to him and there might be, he might put all your worries at ease because right now it's kind of an unknown and so my, you know, what I, I don't, ha I only have one son, so I don't have two kids, so I don't know the dynamics and everything, but um, just to ease my own mind, I, I would think that I um, would speak to the other son and, you know, find out what he's thinking, because he might be all for it, and then all the worry is for nothing. I think he has some idea, but I, where he got it from and who he got it from, I have no idea. Because I'm sure that the two sons have not talked about it. And um, where he would get any other implication of what we're contemplating doing, I don't know. But I do, I suspect it would not be a friendly source. So my question is, this is Suzanne. Hi, everyone. Um, what would love do? What would? Love do. What would be the most loving thing to do, i.e., you know, Holy Spirit, giving it over to Holy Spirit and asking what is in love's will? You know the transparency, the uh, all of the all of the spiritual qualities that we're studying. How can we apply this to this particular situation? Um, we have so many wonderful things that we can resources that we can borrow from. For example, in our workbooks, there's this uh, process called the Divine Experiment, and um, if you haven't looked at it, it's it's wonderful. I'm doing a divine experiment myself right now with a with a very tricky situation, and allowing for my inner guidance to show me what would be the most loving thing to do in in every aspect of this particular situation. I mean, none of us really know from our ego minds what would be the most loving thing. So just something again to to think about and apply. I hope that was helpful. Thank you. <laughs> this is Tammy again. I uh, I had a wonderful experience last Monday. My sister and I went up to the property that we're we're getting ready to sell and my brother's doing the work up there and Lori and I thought that it needed to go a certain way and he was going his direction and so we got in, a, in an argument and it really disrupted the energy. I mean, I just felt very upset 
And what I did is I was, in fact, Laurie and Scott were arguing in the other room, and I looked outside and I watched a squirrel. And it was started in the middle of the yard, and it went over on a branch and went over to the edge of the yard on all of these branches, and it was just really cool. And a, an amazing thing happened. <laughs> That my, all of my attachment, all of my mind, I guess I could say, all of my mind thoughts about the situation dis, disappeared. And I was left with, with spirit. I was just mm-hmm. left with this beautiful light feeling. Well, then I, I didn't do anything with that. And, you know, my brother zoomed away and my sister was very upset. And we were, Laurie and I were driving around the little town and I stopped. She goes, And I looked up at the clouds and she goes, what are you doing? And I said, I am allowing spirit to speak to me. I said, we all have our strengths. I'm just seeing where spirit is going to guide me from there. And I sat there for quite a while, maybe five minutes, maybe 10. And all of a sudden I got a very warm, loving feeling of what to do next. And so then I took action. Um, So it was a really beautiful experience and, and my sister, and I did it about three times in that period of time. And my sister said, you've really taught me something. You've really taught me how to stop, let it go, surrender, and then listen to spirit. Cause I think the biggest part isn't cause I, I actually, every single morning I tune into spirit, but do I listen? Do I stop and listen during the day for this action, this step next, next. So that was a pretty cool experience. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, we're this course is about training our minds to think with God, to think with Holy Spirit, and applying that whenever we can, and not only giving it up to Holy Spirit, but then allowing Holy Spirit to speak to us and... Um, been a very powerful um, process for me and um, I'm very grateful very grateful um, to have this group as well so yes with love well these two men have very different personalities and they have had since the day they were born and they're Competition during childhood was quite extreme, with the younger son being very resentful that he was born second, which (laughs) there's nothing that can be done about that one. And uh, so it's a long history of, how do do I say it, Um, jealousy and resentment and not considering that somebody might be doing the best they know how for one or the other. Um, This is Tim. If I can uh, say a couple of things. You were asking for suggestions and um, I can relate somewhat to what you're saying because I, I do have two sons they're both grown one is 39 and the other is 45 and um, um, they 
are very different. Uh, and as you have said, and some others have said, I mean, you, you know, they, they have different talents and different strengths, etc. And they're very different people. Um, and so every family dynamic is different as well, you know, so it's really, it's really hard to say. I, I like the idea of, you know, consulting with Holy Spirit and, and looking at what, what the most loving choice might be. Um, but I, I won't say I'm in a similar situation, but I've had a, uh, a situation very recently concerning family where, uh, there was a lot of emotional uh, you know ups and downs in terms of what was going on, and it involved my two sons as well and what i want what I really want to say though is that i I said you know this may be as a good place to go back and talk to my the person I've been talking with uh, for spiritual counseling. And the reason I say that, I'm throwing that out as a suggestion because, um, you know, when you're in the midst of this stuff, it's really hard to see, see it from many other perspectives. And um, the counselor, you know, through, through this program was able to identify several things in just a few minutes of our talking that I simply had not thought of and to suggest some, some exercises and things that I might do that, to really bring things in focus. So I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I, in addition to other, other um, mastery exercises you might do that you might think about, or consider uh, talking with one of the spiritual counselors. It was very helpful to me. Thank you. That's a nice suggestion. Something I hadn't thought about either. <laughs> it's amazing how you get involved in something and you just don't think outside of what you're thinking right that moment. <clears throat> so are you in a prayer uh, prayer circle? I don't remember what they're called, but a, a prayer partnership? I have a prayer partner, yes. Yeah, great. So last week, I think, we were all reminded about the do-over. So when we look in our um, workbook, and there are three or four things to cover. I don't remember. I'm not looking at it myself right now. Uh, with your prayer partner, and one is, um, if you had something to do over, what would you do differently? And we were reminded by the leaders that it's not what would our ego do differently it was, let's go back to the course and look at this with Holy Spirit and give it up, even though we don't know what the answer is. And the prayer in my book is on page, in, in my course uh, book is on page 83. And um, it starts with, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. And um, I thought that was so cool that we could do the do-over, give it over to Holy Spirit, 
and not have to be the one that's figuring it out. And um, I don't know, I, 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 I feel compelled to bring everything back to what we're doing to retrain our minds because we try to figure this out with our ego mind and other ego minds. Um, it can get very confusing. And I love, was it Jim, I think, suggestion of, of working with a spiritual counselor. I've also been working with a spiritual counselor within uh, Jennifer's group, and it's been super helpful. Thank you. I have a question. What is, this is Tammy. What is your um, your contract for this year? Do you happen to have one? And I can't remember who what lady we're we're visiting with. What is your name? Anne. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's my middle name. I should know. Do you have <laughs> Do you have a contract for this year? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. I, I find that it's really helpful. A lot of times, no matter what question we have about life, we can go back to our the, the contract, which is on page 83 in the book. And, you know, it took me a while to kind of figure out my contract. And so what I ended up doing was I looked up the um, – the definitions for each one of them, because they ask you to list your aspiration and your intention and your goal. So I thought, okay, well, what's that? And I also had um, a spiritual counselor, Angela, help me create one. But so I looked up intention and it says what it's your purpose. So it implies a little more than what one has in mind to do or bring about for the year. Um, the goal, it says, what one intends to accomplish, you know, at the end, what is it that you want? And then the aspiration was your hope, your dream, your wish, and what you long for. So that really helped me because I, then I create, when I created mine, if you don't mind if I share, um, it's my aspiration is to feel wholly loving and wholly joyous. Oh, and I did find out this week that joy is actually, the definition for joy is being right, all is right with God. That's what joy is. And I, because I kept thinking, well, why do we say ease, joy, and happiness? Why do we put happiness and joy together? And I can see now that they're different because it's that all is well, all is well with God. And then I put, my intention is to release all judgments and opinions, to be devoted. And this part, I, this part is something that calls me every single day. And it's to be devoted to my relationship, to my holiness. So because my goal is that I want to be um, in a space, in an unconditional space, where whatever is going on around me, all the chaos, any fighting, anything, anything I see, watch on TV or whatever, has no effect to my ease, joy, and devote, being devoted to my holiness. That is more important to me than anything. 
Um, and then my goal is to learn salvation, which salvation is to be at peace and to be happy and to feel serene. So I think quite often, I know when I have um, spiritual counseling, what that's one of the things the spiritual counselor does for me is she says, okay, well, let's go back. It doesn't matter if I'm talking about inheritance or being the trustee or some, some upset that I have. She'll say, let's go back to your contract. What, what does your contract say? And it, it calls me back to spirit. It calls me back to what I'm up to in the world because our ego wants to say, you know, when we solve this and we've got this issue and that issue, and it just distracts us from, our true purpose and our true purpose of, of, of salvation and bringing peace to the world. And um, so, so that's something that you might, you know, that might be helpful, like with your prayer partner just to help, or, or maybe a spiritual counselor to have help them, you know, have them help you create a, a contract because then you can refer to it. And it's really neat because I started Masterful Living last year and I went until July and then some, well, I felt financial pressure. So I dropped out, which I'm, I wish I wouldn't have, but, um, and then by the end of the year, when you look back at your contract, you cannot believe how much has been fulfilled. Thank you. <clears throat> my <clears throat> my contract is much more oriented to practical things. So your definition of your contract is extremely helpful. <clears throat> well, in my... Uh what I'm dealing with right now with being trustee, I'm dealing with a lot of money and a lot of property and a lot of decisions. And, and when I walk and and I have a, a little brother in my mind has um, had things really handed to him. And it's been interesting when I look at when I, if, when I release all my judgments and opinions and I can stand in being unconditional and knowing that my ultimate goal is love. And I know that through love, everything can be fair. Everything can work out um, through offering trust and love because when I can offer that to my siblings, they can offer that back to me. And my brother actually texted me yesterday and said um, that he sure appreciated all that I have done for the, for the trust and that I'm doing an awesome job, something like that. And it was like, oh, that's, that's really progress. Cause he was, at the, <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, he was, you know, saying, mm -hmm. you're not, you're not fit. And I don't even know where he got all this, but anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it really threw a wrench, wrench in things. And uh, so we're, we're working through it, but, but, you know, when I'm standing in, in that devotion to my holiness, as well as just standing in that pure love and joy that all is well with God and all will work together for, for mm. our, our highest good. There are no exceptions. I'm thinking about the fact that I'm the youngest of four and I was always resentful of my older siblings because they knew everything and I knew nothing. <laughs> 
and I can well, understand probably, probably that you know that <laughs> <laughs> yes very definitely <laughs> well your your two sons remind me of, of um, who is it Jacob and, <clears throat> and Isaac in the Bible and Cain and Abel yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, well, when, yes. they, when you think that there's not enough, that's that's what I'm noticing with my siblings is that they, especially, I mean, I probably go there too, but but um, that if there's any kind of discord, it's because one or the other of them are thinking they're not going to get their fair share, that it's not fair. And it's very interesting, even, you know, 50-year-olds can go there. <laughs> Well, my sons are 48 and 50, so you hit it on the nail. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, it's it's been pretty, it's been really neat, um, us three working through all of this. And we do have an older sister who's not part of the will, I mean, just due to all, all kinds of circumstances throughout our lives. But um, dealing with her um, and watching her rejection, her feeling rejection, and then working through our stuff because it, it just, it bubbles up. It's when my dad passed away, it was like 12 headed monsters came, came out of all, all of us. And it was amazing what was said. It was amazing the intense feelings and resentments that came up. Um, but I think it's still, all of it is just fear, fear of, of not feeling loved, fear of, of the future, fear of what's going to happen. Um, I'm sure it's difficult for my siblings with me be, have, being the leader. I've always been the one that has been led and ask, you know, questions like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And now I've had to put all these puzzle pieces together and figure it out being, and be the leader. And, but I've been trying to be the kind of leader that is a, that's diplomatic, that gives every, each person a say, I, I all, if I'm going to make a decision, I go back and I say, what do you think? Can you get a vote? And I let, you know, we all get equal vote. And then I get to do the, do the break, you know, whether if they, those two want it, then I'll go with them. And if there's one that wants it, one that doesn't want it, then I make the ultimate decision. And so anyway, it's been quite, quite a growing experience. So that's just, that's just life. (laughs) Well, and this is too, uh, I can totally relate to what you're going through because I feel like the middle generation, I see it from both sides. When my mom passed away, there were, I have uh, three siblings, there were four of us. So there was, there was a lot of resentment, uh, uh, not on my part, but on um, one of my siblings about how, how it all came down and how it all shook out. And my mom was always one to give to the ones who needed more than the ones who didn't. Um, and so there was some resentment. Um, I just kind of let it go. I figured it was her estate and she did with it what she wanted. And tell me, I feel for you because my sister struggled as the executor. I'm glad that I wasn't appointed the executor. But then I think of my own three kids and I'm going, no matter what, I'm going to treat them fairly. I have three kids. They are, 38, 40, and 42. Um, in the case of my youngest, my son, if I choose to loan him some money for this business that he wants to buy, which I don't know that I'm going to have to do that, but if I choose that, I guess it's my ego mind that says, it isn't anybody else's business, the, the other two siblings. It's not that I'm giving more to one than the other. It'll all shake out. So I don't worry about 
what they're going to think because it's not their business. And my oldest daughter was divorced about, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And in order to get her out of going to court, my ex-husband and I decided we'd help her out so that she could move on and not hold resentments. Um, but I don't think the other two siblings know that we did that. It was just something we did. And, you know, so I, I help my kids out when I can, but I, I wanted to, in the end, when I'm gone, I, I'm going to split my estate three ways. It doesn't matter who has what, but I do feel for you, Anne, because I struggle with some of it and I'm, trying to give up to the Holy Spirit and trust. And and I also work with um, a spiritual counsel. I just had one session, but I find that very helpful. Anyway, that's just kind of like my story. Thank you. May I say something? Can I say something? Of course. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a possibility that we take five minutes to be quiet and ask together the Holy Spirit uh, maybe he can give us all an idea because we hear, hear different things and maybe if we are quiet for a moment together I needed to hop off for a moment um, and I'm coming back on and seeing that no one's talking and there's no conversation. What, what have I missed? I'm so sorry. I think we were just all taking a moment to 
listen to spirit and to see if there was anything else ah, that needed yeah. to be said. And I actually wanted to say, and I think that it was you, Suzanne, who mentioned it earlier about the divine experiment. Yeah. Um, and that's what really came through to me was to uh, really, you know, the, the divine experiment in this situation, um, just, you know, saying that prayer for the highest and best in the situation um, and then giving it over um, would seem to be really helpful in, the, in this situation. Mm. Yeah, thank you. It's been helpful for me. Would anyone be okay if we talked about the contract for a little bit? Because I've, I've structured my contract a little bit different than I think it was Tammy. <clears throat> and um, I found my, the way that, that, I've, that I structured it, it's working really, really well. Um, so I've structured it as what is my, my aspiration is my really big goal. So my big goal is to be free, to be free of the past, to allow Holy Spirit, to be free of fear and doubt, to know I'm always safe and loved and to fully enjoy life and express love in every moment and to remember that I'm one with everyone. So basically that's my aspiration. It's to be free so I can experience those things. So what is my intention then in that? What do I have to do in order to achieve that? Well, I have to continually surrender. I have to continually surrender my fears, my judgments, my illness and my doubts to Holy Spirit so I can experience peace and healing in all, all areas. So that's my intention. And my goal is like, well, what do I do daily? What is it that's going to help me? What's the practice for me to achieve that intention, to achieve surrendering? And it's to practice prayer and gratitude every day. And I identified what that meant to me, uh, to place all thoughts, worries, judgments on God's altar throughout the day. And remembering that no matter what, even if I don't believe it's true that everything leads to my awakening and the awakening of all beings. <clears throat> has, has anyone else structured their contract like that? This is, uh, Tammy Tittle and mine is structured very similar to yours so uh, I think you know interpretation of how we're led and guided <clears throat> to write our contract is perfect you know so each one will have their own individual interpretation and aspiration intentions and goals <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to share it was I did spend a lot of time trying to understand what Jennifer had written in the workbook. And um, for my prayer partner, it's been really difficult for her to write her contract. It was confusing. And um, so I found that sort of taking the very big goal, breaking that down next into, well, what do I have to do in order to achieve that? And then what is the daily thing? What is the the goal, in other words, what's the daily thing that I would need to do for to achieve that? I was just offering it as potentially helpful. Mm -hmm. 
You folks are giving me a whale a lot to think about. Thank you. <laughs> what does it ask and you shall receive? <laughs> <laughs> oh. and laughter is laughter is great, right? <laughs> Not taking any of this too seriously because we're it's it's forgiven, you know? It's like we're making all of this shit up. And we were taught to make it up because we taught we were taught that we have to control things. And unfortunately, that control makes us really, really unhappy. You know, we're, we feel guilty. We don't even know that we feel guilty. Um, so to laugh and to go because um, what, what's the expression? Cause I'm not a, a, I'm not really great with the quotes from the course, but it's we had this idea and we forgot to laugh about it. Because it's so untrue. So that laughter is just so, so great. Hmm. That was the idea that we could rebel against God. And we forgot to laugh about that one. Yeah, that we could actually be separate. That uh, we could create a whole world, which is what we've done, right? (laughs) And think that, think that we have any idea what's really going on. We have no idea what's going on. We only have with our little ego mind goes, right? You look at it in the news, you look at it with relationships, you look at it for every, it's everywhere. So as we heal our own chattery mind, as we say, no chattery mind, we're thinking now with Holy Spirit. We're actually healing everything and everyone because we're one with them. And that's why that's why people out of the blue thank you for, you know, being loving. As we get to love, we get to demonstrate love and people get to be okay with oh. Oh, so we're de- they don't know that we're demonstrating Holy Spirit, but that's really what we're doing. We're being a teacher of God, which is really what the book, what the course says is our ultimate purpose here on earth or wherever we are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're in our minds, which don't function very well. (laughs) Right. They're designed to keep us off balance and away from God. That's what they were designed to do, or that's how we designed them. So we have to go, oh. Well, that never really happened. So how do I get back to oneness? How do I get back to peace? How do I get back to love? How do I get back to joy? Oh, okay. I have to stop thinking this stuff is true. And ask Holy Spirit for help in every step. Because without that, we're lost. We think we can do it, right? We think we can figure things out, but we can't. And that's what the Course says. Always, always turn it over to Holy Spirit for help. And the the Course says, Anytime you ask me for that help, for that help in seeing the way I see, I will help you. And it's developing that trust that that's true. For me, that's been the hardest thing is being willing to trust that that if I turn it over to Holy Spirit, then I'm going to be okay if I just relax and allow that communication that that's even that even exists, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey. It's sort of like Alice going down the rabbit hole. Where am I going? 
I never knew this existed, you know. And then it brings us out on the other side, and that's what we have to trust. And we have each other to talk about it and to laugh about it and to cry about it, you know. And this is Emily. Um, just to add on to what Suzanne was saying about trust, I think trusting the answer that we get is very important because I think I've discovered in the last couple of weeks that, um, like Anne, I can relate to being very practical. So my rational mind wants to have a list of pros and cons and to seek a lot of um, different opinions and to research a lot of things when spirit already knows the answer. And so sometimes I get a feeling that something is the right decision but my rational mind goes, no, that doesn't make any sense. So for me, what came up is like really trusting that answer and going with it and knowing that it's the highest and best. And I can't control how it plays out, but I know it's going to be um, the best possible outcome because I don't know what anything is for. Amen. This is Tammy. Just a little bit of a, a different um, conversation. Are we? Uh, well, first of all, Suzanne, that was really awesome. I like I like the the way that you <clears throat> went from you know your aspiration and went down to goal and how's this one? If I'm going to get this, how is this going to be achieved? If I'm going to get this, you know, and that's really brilliant. <laughs> so I appreciate that comment on that. I wish you were. Well, of course, you know what, actually our master, our contracts are living and breathing and they can change. So I may go back and just kind of take a look and, and, uh, and use that little technique. Um, I think that was really brilliant. I have been, I, I've wanted to experience the spirit for longer periods of time during the day. Uh, there for a long time, I was like doing a lot of reading in the morning and but then something would trigger me and I was reactive to it. Like I was, I was not unconditional and I kept thinking, how, how can I carry this through the day? Because that's who I want to be. I want to be this unconditional loving spirit in all things. And so I started studying David Hopkins. He's got a book called Healing and Recovery. And, and I don't know if you all are familiar with it. I, what I like about it is he talks about the di our different emotions and how they bring on different vibrations. So one of the lowest vibrations is guilt, and that's a vibration of 30. And death is zero. So when we are feeling guilty, resentful, and we're full of fear, then we are in the lower rung of function. And what I might, and I've been studying this for a month or so. And what I've noticed is that when I'm down in that lower, those lower vibrations, things are coming to me on that vibration. So seems to be more problems, more, you know, ornery waitresses, um, things don't quite work out. <clears throat> so I really have been committed to raise my vibration. And because the highest vibration is a thousand and Jesus was a thousand. And 
but like acceptance, I, I think, and I might be, I don't have the chart in front of me, but acceptance is like on a vibration of 200 and letting things go. Like being willing is up a little bit higher. And when you get into the vibration of love, you get into about, about 500. And so it just works up that way. So what has that, what has that done for me? It's just, I, I like the uh, kind of a, a map or a chart so that mentally I can know that I'm in that lower vibration and I can say, well, let's see if I am willing to let that go and I'm willing to trust just those two things raise your vibration like right now. And then if I'm willing, like I think when you do that, a little meditation and you're just quiet, you're listening to spirit. I believe that can raise your vibration all the way, bam, up into love. And the more you can practice that, if you can stay with it for 17 seconds, just stay with that for just that short of a time and do it when you think of it, do it first thing in the morning and when you go to bed, you can actually start to, to have your vibrations stay on a higher plane. And that way, you know, spirit, you are willing to have spirit come and willing to have spirit, you know, nourish you and, and send you the type of love that you that you desire. So I just thought I would share. Thank you. There was another thing. I love that, but there's another thing that Jennifer said. It was a few weeks ago and the other Tammy may know which, uh, which week she was talking about it, but it was writing down anytime you feel any sort of upset, just so you can sort of see what's going on up there. And each time it happens, when you write it down, you just say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what this is for. Take this from me. It's stolen my peace. And I did that for a week. It was a great experience because there was some days there was a whole lot of crap and some days it was, you know, a handful of things. But it was a great exercise to see what's really going on and to be able to demonstrate, ah, okay, so this is something I'm ready to let go of. I don't need this. And Holy Spirit, help me take this from me. I surrender this. I give this to you. And using the GODS format was very helpful. Um, you know, being grateful and thankful. O is the offering. You know, I offer this to you. Um, D is declaring, I think. You know, I see everything is whole and perfect and peaceful uh, in you. And uh and you is through which I would like to see something like that. That's a lesson 40 or something. And uh, then uh, sharing. So I know as I heal this, all is healed because we're all one. It's just been so, so helpful for me to kind of get my, get a practice around all this stuff because I had never done anything like this. And um, it's just the stuff that Jennifer shares has just been super helpful. Uh, this is Tim, and yeah, I, I think that's very help, helpful, Suzanne. Um, but I was thinking when you were talking, Tammy, um, if I can tag on to what I think you were talking about, it, I too would like to stay more in touch with Holy Spirit throughout the day because I do have regular prayers morning and evening, et cetera, et cetera. Or other times, you know, write things down when there's some kind of disturbance. Um, 
but I, you know, well, I've heard, I guess in this program, uh, and from Jennifer in her programs, radio programs, this, this kind of thing of, um, I don't know. I, it sounds too formal to say pray without ceasing, but, but there is something about that to, tr I mean, to try to stay in regular touch with Holy Spirit. And, and I like your suggestions, but what I found for myself is that it's like trying to remember to do it. It's, it's not so much a willingness, um, but it's sort of like, you know, I'm just kind of off doing other things. And then I, then something comes up, not necessarily anything too heavy or disturbing, but I go, Oh, you know, I haven't even, I have not even, uh, the notion of being guided by Holy spirit hasn't even crossed my mind. And then I think, well, that's what I'd really like. And, um, so something that I, I've been doing for a, a couple of months now that has been helpful to me. And, and I don't even know where this came from. It could be a combination of things, but because I've, I've done meditation and things, I'm not a big, big meditator. In fact, I'm not very good at it, but, but because I'm kind of attracted to that, then I thought I came up with this idea. And what I've been doing is, that when I feel any kind of uh, even mild irritation or distress or what have you uh, or disturbance, I, and even when I don't actually, even when I don't, then I think, okay, well, the one thing I'm going to be doing no matter what is breathing. Right. And so when I, it helps me to remember when I'm breathing and I say to myself, I breathe in the peace of God or it might be the love of God or the joy of God or, or something along that line. And, but most often, you know, since I'm looking more for peace and I say, well, I breathe in the peace of God and I'm breathing at that moment. So, you know, I feel like it's actually true. And, um, and then on an out breath, I'll say to myself, I release all blocks to love's presence. And so it's, it's, it's a, just a way for me that's been helpful to, to stay in touch more often. Cause otherwise I just don't, I don't remember, but I, you know, we don't have to remember to breathe. So, you know, that's always going on. And that's, so that becomes kind of a link for me, if you will. But I, I just wanted to throw that in and I appreciate, uh, Suzanne, what you and, and Tammy both said. For a reminder, this is Tammy, a reminder for myself, I have this app called Alarmed. It's free. And you can put down, you know, whatever it is. I do the, the workbook pages from A Course in Miracles, not pages, but workbook lessons. And so I put that lesson down and I can have it 
go every 15 minutes, every hour, you know, maybe morning, noon, and night, whatever it is I want to set it up for the day so that it, you know, a banner comes across my phone and it, you know, forces me or makes me think about it. And I, you know, not always, but most of the time I can close my eyes and remember what I'm up to today, have that be my reminder. So that's been a real neat thing. What I do with the lessons from the holy uh from the workbook of the Course in Miracles is I put down the title of the lesson and I take notes on a little by three by five card and then I put the card in my pocket. And every time I feel upset or need needing advice, I feel in my pocket and feel the card, or I take it out and I read it with the notes on it. And it gives me a real insight into what is happening and what I'm doing. I love it. We are all one, aren't we? <laughs> you know, it's interesting, this being all one. I've I've studied a lot about physiology, and I think of the statement in the Bible that uh, we are the temple of God. Our body is the temple of God. And I keep thinking about what if the red blood cell was resentful of the cell wall because it didn't have room all over the place. And the cell wall was resentful of the red blood vessel because it got to go anywhere, everywhere, all the time. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting to think about the kind of fighting that would go on in our bodies if this kind of resentful this existed between the various components and maybe that's what illness is we've had some very beautiful shares today and uh, lots of transparency and um <clears throat> just putting things out on the table for healing and it's been my pleasure to be present and hold the space with you all to offer any uh, final thoughts uh, a moment for any final thoughts before we close well I would like to to offer um, to pray for for anyone this week. I I think I hear Anne may need some prayer in in deciding what to do with her sons, and um, I think 
maybe prayer for all of us to be able to be led, led by spirit this week and whatever it is we're up to. I'm, I'm um, putting my property up on up for sale this week, and I would absolutely love it if if I could have um, prayer for you know highest and best for that, and ease, <laughs> ease and joy, all is well with God with that. That's it's would be very a very very big burden lifted off of me if we can get this big property sold, and I'm also deciding on the price, and that's been I'm probably in the same situation as Anne, where, where I, you know, want to find the price that is going to be attractive, and that's going to be the right vibration, and we'll call people in and we'll serve people. And so, you know, prayer for that. Thank you, Tammy. Anyone else? I would appreciate any and all prayers during this time of decision-making. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you all for sharing your practices, the things that you've tried and the things that have worked for you and, and, and uh, help you to, to grow. I know for myself, the, the practice is key. And just, um, you know, it took me a little while to, to find a groove. And um, I'm glad I stuck with it. You know, there was times that I was very discouraged uh, about how, I perceived things were going and, but I just kept trusting and doing the practice and my life has transformed enormously, enormously just from, you know, being a part of this community and having the willingness and desire for greater possibilities of my own life. So I congratulate you all for working so hard and uh, being available and putting yourself out there in uh, faith and trust that it is working because it is. Healing is happening now. And every time we are willing to let go of those lower vibrational um energies that appear within us, um, we have the opportunity to not only raise our own vibration, but uh, that of everyone's. And so that's a beautiful thing. And so I invite you now to turn within and place your hand on your heart. And I'm so grateful and so thankful for this beautiful time of sharing and and communion in this masterful living one community, which is so beautiful. I am so grateful and so thankful that all of the desires that are laid here on the table today become clear and easy and gracefully fulfilled in the highest and best for all involved. 
And I'm knowing that as we go forth through our week, that we're alive, awake, and aware of spirit operating in and through and as us each and every step we take, every thought that comes through our mind, every action and task. I'm knowing that as we open our heart and our mind that our world, our life, our mind is expanding to realize and to remember our true nature, that we are spirit, that we are one. And so I just allow it to be. And I share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a beautiful week. Amen. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody have a beautiful week and thank you for all the help. Wonderful. Wonderful. Right.